0: Come on. Okay. Do you want to... Play?
1: Today, we are coming with a really important topic about gun violence that is going on in our country, the great America. Yes, the good old United States. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people have, you know, different opinions on gun violence and the NRA. Um, And we just. Just want to offer up some different views on what we have and then also just different things that we've heard, um, that we've read or that we've seen on the news or even just listening to other podcasts that talk about these issues. So
0: a lot of people have different opinions of whether or not this is a mental health issue or Mm -hmm. um, if this is a money issue or Mm -hmm. exactly what the problem is. Um, So a lot of, so here's here's some of the views. So a lot of people, uh, specifically more conservative people, feel that um, all of the gun violence and everything that's happening, all of these mass shootings that have been going on um, is not a gun problem. We don't need less guns. We need um, more aid for mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I mean, I think I kind of agree with both sides. I mean, I was pr- raised to be pretty much politically neutral, so I see both sides of the argument. So I feel like it's both. I feel like there does need to be more done um, with mental health. Maybe if people's you know insurance and health insurance was lower and more affordable, mm-hmm. then people would be able to go to the doctor to see a therapist, get medication, get the help they need. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like there just it's way too easy for anybody to just walk in and get an AR fifteen. Like that rifle is such a horrible. <laughs> it's just a horrible invention. Um, it shouldn't be. To me, I don't think it should be anywhere. But if it needs to be somewhere, it just needs to be like on war ground, like a battleground. Um, so a lot of people they just feel like, well, we just need to get rid of the guns. There's mm-hmm. just too many guns. But I just feel like that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I'd want to say that, oh. It would be a beautiful place to live. There were no guns. It's just not possible. It's never going to happen. Um, so it's just finding that middle ground. But um, it was interesting talking to Ebony because she didn't really have an opinion about the issue and mm-hmm. she didn't know much about it. So I was interested to see what direction she would go in mm-hmm. and not knowing necessarily which side is more liberal or conservative.
1: Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about how you feel about it based off of what we were talking about. Well, I mean, the first thing that I thought about is race. So Mm. when I think about gun violence, I would always associate it to, you know, the violence that's being done in the African-American community. Um And I have a more opinion on that than on the gun control when it comes to schools or businesses or, you know, your uh, apartment complexes or, you know, just... Any, anywhere else other than predominantly African-American areas where um, black men and women may be at risk to getting shot by the police. So what, what is your opinion on that um, aspect, though? You know, I for me personally, I feel like it is a lack of training. For some of the, um, officers? The, the officers, yes, I do feel that there should be more intense training on um, mental health, for one. Because if they get into a situation where there is someone with a mental illness and they may be uh, more violent, that they won't just resort to taking action and pulling out a weapon because they don't feel safe. Um, and then also just, I think maybe it's going to be very hard because especially if some of them have been raised to view African Americans in a certain way, they may, they just see them as a threat already. Um, so that's a hard one to break down, Mm -hmm. but at least in their training, continuous training, I'm talking like every two months type of training workshops. Yeah. That they should just like, you know, people who have licenses have to stay up on their training. Um, and renew their licenses. Um, well not renewing the license, but making sure that they have the, the new research updates and stuff on things um, that I feel like that should be the same for them when it comes to um, race issues and the perspective that they may take in the communities where they are not necessarily um, residing in. It's hard to connect with a different culture that you don't probably know anything about um, and you may not even be interested in so you have to put that stuff in front of people so that they can see it. And honestly, it's still a choice at the end of the day whether or not you receive it. But at least there's action. There's you, You're being proactive. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion on that. I do feel that uh, they should have way more training on how to interact with African-Americans.
0: So what's your opinion about... Um guns and how the general public interacts with guns, not just um, police officers, but um, how the general public reacts to guns or interacts with guns and their easy access to guns or their access in general. Do you think the access is easy or it should be more regulated or how do you feel about
1: it? Well, I mean, I definitely feel like it needs to be more regulated. Uh, That's the issue. Uh, In my opinion right now Just thinking about it and really um, Reflecting on the topic I think that it should be Higher level regulations For people who would like To have that Means of protection Hmm. Now I I would hope that we can get to a point Where we don't have We don't have to have guns um, To protect us Maybe it could be you know, maybe it could be something else. I don't know. That's an idealistic mm-hmm. type of world. But mm-hmm. um, just thinking about guns already, the sight of a gun makes you afraid. Yeah. It may not even be loaded.
0: But, the, you know, that's not for everyone, which is which is crazy because, um. well, I feel that way. Like, if I see a gun, even on an officer, like, I'm like woke automatically. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've talked to people, especially since I've moved here, that um, I've told them I've never even seen a gun. I've maybe seen a gun twice in my life, and mm. it was like on police officers or something like that. And then they were like, "Wow, really?" Because some people their culture is different. Like just for fun. Like I have some friends who their parents own guns, and it's just like you know they'll go hunting or it's just mm. a hobby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some they go a to lot of those range. yeah, and a lot of those people aren't horrible wild people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are people who are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's some who maybe they don't start out being that, but then they become influenced by you know just negative Influences. outsources. And yeah. then next thing you know, then they're using it for you know something bad. So it's just like such a hard issue to, for everybody to agree on, obviously. So I guess my point is just that everybody views guns differently. Some people, if they see a gun, then they feel protected. So they view it as a way to protect their family. But other people, it's associated with, you know, violence for them. So, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, I guess it's just depending on how you were raised because um, me personally, I was not raised around weapons at all. So I don't think that if if I saw a gun, I would be afraid, you know, I I don't really... I don't really like being around police officers when we're in the mall or something like that because I just don't like the idea of them having a weapon that they can pull out at any moment and do it, do whatever they feel is best. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that makes me anxious. Well, that's why some people, to combat,
0: to combat that anxiety, they're like, well, that's why I have my gun. Like, that makes me feel protected so that... If somebody pulls it out, pulls theirs. it out. Well, then, hey, I'm ready too. And then, yeah. So that goes to once again the gun control mm-hmm. dilemma. How do we control all these mass shootings? Do, is that a lot of people feel like that's giving people more access to guns, and a lot of people feel like that's like preventing more like access to guns. Mm-hmm. You know? So it is a it's a hard issue. So I don't know what people are going to do i don't know what's going to (laughs) happen
1: yeah i think i think some people have opinions on whether or not the uh what is it the government will have regulations on people being able to get guns because then they feel like okay if i can't like you just said if i can't protect myself with my gun and then police officers can have guns where is you know what i'm saying like where is the the balance like how how am i going to be able to protect myself like you just stated so some people fear that the government will have too much control if Mm -hmm. they do that if they say no actually you can't get that gun or oh no actually citizens are not allowed to have guns or weapons and you know
0: that goes back to part of the argument too people go back to the actual um the amendment, I can't think of it right now, I'm so sorry, but basically the amendment that says that we have the right to, you know, bear bear arms, bear arms right? And um, so the point of that amendment, though, a lot of people, they twist it or it's just different opinions on what it means. Um, so some people feel that it means, you know, you should, what's happening now, that every citizen, they have the right to own a gun and to bear arms. The
1: second amendment. The
0: second amendment, right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and to a well-regulated militia, you know, being necessary. So a lot of that has to do with way back in the day when it was written, right, is that Mm -hmm. it was at a time where the government was not the way it is now. So people wanted to feel that if the government went crazy, you know, that they had some type of protection to rise up, to form a militia, to overpower the government, you know, to take back, you know, some type of control. Um, But... Let's be honest, we're not necessarily living in that time now where we necessarily need to do that. And even if we were, that is not the reason why most 17-year-old boys want a gun. It's Mm -hmm. not to like overthrow the government. It's to just like feel tough or to whatever. Protect themselves and their environment. And then also going back to how guns affect the black community is that sometimes having that gun, like what you said, if you're in the mall and- you see a police officer and he's armed Mm -hmm. and you're not armed, then you feel, you know, a certain type of way. But a lot of people feel like, well, if I have my gun, then I feel like I can protect myself. But a lot of times that can cause a negative reaction in the end because then if the officer sees... You know, a, a young person, and then they see them with a gun, or they think they even have one, mm-hmm. and they're just reaching for a cell phone, mm-hmm. and then now that person's dead, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did the gun really protect them, or like literally lead to their death?
1: Mm-hmm. So, which, and then which again goes back to the officers understanding how to interact with African Americans in their own environment mm. because they, if, if they would understand that some of these teenagers or adults even have this weapon because of their environment and things that's going on, then they wouldn't jump to mm-hmm. think that, oh, this is a threatening situation for me. Now, it sometimes it may be threatening situations where you have to use force, but it's always to me, it seems like a gun is the first option. Yeah. You know? Like, people I don't, don't think. They just, oh. It's just, <laughs> and that is because, I, I believe that's because people are trained that way. You know? Like, they're trained to go to, what do you resort to first? Right. Is it stop, think, you know, mm-hmm. wait? Or is it, okay, protect myself first, gun? You know? Yeah. And it goes back to human nature, too. Like, we're
0: programmed to react and Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves if we feel threatened, fight or flight. Right. But um, that goes back to, I think, what you're saying with the training to Mm -hmm. intervene with Mm -hmm. that natural inclination to just shoot or react, you know. Mm -hmm. But to, you know, think and try to see if you can manipulate the situation in a more positive
1: direction. Something. Assessing. And also, I just think that it's important for us to acknowledge the different perspectives on the mental health issue associated with the shootings. Um, I know that I've read how some people feel like the government is running to stigmatize certain people based off of their mental illness. So basically saying that mental illness is, it's causing people to do these acts right right? they saying that first and i know people are just really upset about that because now as a person who does not deal with mental illness your perspective will be oh mental illness violence so now people mm. have the tendency to... Like a to, stigma. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like They stigmatizing it. So it, that's really bad. Like it's bad. It's, the, it's on a bad end for somebody who deals with that every day who is not a violent person. Um, so that's one end of, of, of that argument when it comes to uh, mental health but then also thinking about, okay, let's look at data. What does it say? Um, an article from, who was it? And one thing I wanted to say,
0: too, while you're getting that article up, is that I was reading about that stigma that mm-hmm. you just mentioned about people now becoming afraid of people with schizophrenia and other things Gipolar. like that. Um Like, there's different levels to that illness, mm-hmm. um, and some more extreme than others, but I was reading this article too that was saying that the statistics actually show that um, people with um, illnesses like schizophrenic disorder, they're more likely to be victims of violence mm-hmm. than to actually be the people doing the violence, and I was amazed by that, mm-hmm. like, I was like, wow, like when you really look at the, the data of mm-hmm. it, um, so
1: mm-hmm. it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, something to think about. Um It was so the article is Huff, by Huffington Post and it's Lindsay Holmes who wrote this article. And she's basically talking about the research in published in 2016 that found more than the third of the news stories <clears throat> linked to the mental illness um, associated it with violence. Hmm. So that's a lot More than a third And also Talks about how There's research done Fewer than 5% Of the gun related killings Are committed by someone Diagnosed with a mental illness Mm Okay I didn't know that And that's something To take note of when You see people just kind of Running to that Mm -hmm. As a scapegoat Okay, let's blame it on the mental illness. That's what it is. That's the issue, America. It's our mental illness problem. I'm not going to say mental illness is not something that we should pay attention to because it is. But now it's going to be something we need to pay attention to on the end of trauma for those who are experiencing and witnessing these acts. The kids who are at these schools who were, you know what I'm saying, right there Mm -hmm. seeing their friends drop or the people who were in the club um, from the shooting in Florida, you know, like. It's seeing these things, hearing these things, even even we have some type of trauma from hearing the just stories being overwhelmed and with- seeing the stuff from on Facebook, people videoing shootings and killings and everybody's just so um, desensitized to this stuff now because of our exposure to it. So everybody across the board is going to have to maintain their mental health but when it comes to those higher level mental diagnoses we have to think about those people who actually have those diagnoses and how they feel when people are just kind of throwing it out there as oh those it's people crazy do people. that they're all crazy yeah. people doing it mm-hmm. yeah which i don't like that word <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and my heart goes out to people who survive it, like um, the f- uh, Florida shooting on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. You know, Emma Gonzalez and her friends, people who witnessed their friends being murdered mm-hmm. horribly in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, horribly. Um, it's just things that kids shouldn't see and have to deal with. And it's mm-hmm. only getting worse. And um, as someone, both of us were people who work in schools I feel really bad for these kids um, because I was at a middle school, subbing at a middle school last week, and I even asked the kids, I was like, do you guys feel safe here? And they mm-hmm. were like, no. They were like, there's a lot of fights. And, you know, I was like, well, there's metal detectors. Does that make you feel better? And they were like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it almost makes it seem like more of a hostile environment with the detectors there. You know, you feel like you're going into prison or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hard. It's, it's...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had a client. Um, That I um, see every week And he's in high school And he was just talking about how He said adults don't understand What we go through It's funny how they try to speak for us When they're not us right now And he was saying like That they don't feel safe He does not feel safe And it's sad that The people who are in these high positions Are not thinking about them he, he he even said, and he's 15, and he's like, it's about the money, isn't it? And I'm, I'm like, what can I say as an adult? I'm like, yeah, that's what it seems like, right? Um, but I, I do want to share this uh, quote from Twitter. It's from at Buddy Project, and it says, You are more than the stigma. You are more than the stereotypes. You are so much more than your diagnosis. You deserve nothing but love and support. Your existence matters, and we're glad you're alive right now. And that was a tweet to those who struggle and deal with mental health in the midst of this mm-hmm. stigma that's being created mm-hmm. um, on top of the, the negative stigma that's already there. Yeah,
0: I agree with that, and um, also going back to the survivors of a lot of these shootings, like for example the Florida shooting, all of those kids that have been marching and protesting and just mm-hmm. speaking out, these kids they're not even millennials. Like there are like little brothers and sisters, and those mm-hmm. that's Generation Z, and uh, a lot of generation theorists actually characterize them as being. A lot more quiet than we are than millennials are. Mm. so we're more characterized as being like loud and mm. like proud Radical. and yeah mm-hmm. and so to me it just speaks to how much of a like serious issue it is that even this generation is like look no. at what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know and they're a little they're supposed to be a little bit more like our parents generation like more like, they're a little more cynical, but they're more like, well, just do what you're supposed to do, you know, but the fact, follow the rules. Right. But the fact that they're like uprising and doing this means like, wow, this is a really serious issue. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: wow. Just, yeah. I applaud them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. for you guys. I mean, yeah. And I also, I, I applaud millennials too. Like shoot us because we are with them. Like we are like, no, we're like, there too. We standing with you all and we want things to change. And we are the, I feel like we are like the next voice when it comes to certain issues because we are getting older. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're what, late, late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. So, you know, we are in those positions to make changes where they maybe not, mm-hmm. they're not there yet. Yeah. Although, <laughs> what? some of them will be there
0: pretty soon because some of them, they'll be 18 in a year or so mm-hmm. and they'll be able to vote. Right. And so that's what's getting, that's really what's getting politicians more scared. It's not like, oh, we need to change because everybody's going crazy. It's like, eventually the people that are angry are going to like have a voice. It's and like be more liberal mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to stay politically neutral with, something so, like, emotional, you know, mm, yeah. especially with my love for children, yours, and, like, yeah, your background some. with mental illness, and mm-hmm. I have family members with mental illness, but, um...
1: It's serious. It's serious stuff, so we just, we hope that you all are just thinking and reflecting and and staying up to date on, on what's going on in your community, you know? I mean, I, I connect with the African-American community because that's where I grew up, but everybody has their own community and they come from different places. And so I just hope that everybody is just being aware. That's what we wanted this to be.
0: All right. So that's the end of this podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening and um, we should be having more episodes coming soon. We both have a lot going on in our lives, so it's hard to stay consistent but Mm -hmm. we have a lot of exciting things that we have planned giveaways Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be um, doing a lot more interviews
1: yeah this season yes so just keep us in mind when you're driving to work or you're sitting at your desk or I don't know working out in the gym just give us a listen or cooking in your kitchen (laughs) <laughs> doing your everyday things. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I'm gonna give you our social media handles. We are on Instagram. You can follow us at Us Millennials Podcast, and that's with an S at the end of the podcast. And you can email email us through our Instagram page. So we're gonna be posting things.